Hello everyone, welcome to the 12th episode of the Sports Scoop podcast where I'm once again joined by Noah and today's another different video where we're going to be predicting the upcoming Premier League season. So the, sort of the main factors that we're going to be predicting are the top four in the league, the three relegation teams, our surprise package of the season and our top scorer. So initially we're going to let Noah take the stand and obviously let him obviously explain who he believes will obviously take these certain roles in the season so obviously Noah why not you take further of you and get started so we're just gonna get straight into this here um I'm gonna start my top four predictions um so in fourth I've gone with Chelsea I think like while they've made some good signings in Sterling and Kudabali uh, I feel Tottenham are looking really good this year and they have enough to to finish third, I think, you know, who knows, they could even finish higher than that, but look, we'll, we'll have to wait and see how things go. Conte is a really good manager and Son and Kane, that partnership is unbelievable as well. Um, I've I've left both Arsenal and United out. Uh, United, I, I feel like if things are ever going to get going under Ten Hag, it will take a few seasons I think things are simply too much of a mess there at the moment and I think they need they need a revamp uh, next summer and uh, Arsenal they've made a, a lot of uh, good signings Jesus uh, Vieira um, yeah but I I don't really rate Arteta that highly and I just I don't think either of those teams will be being Chelsea out for fourth. And in third, um, I've put Tottenham. Uh, they made solid signs this summer. Uh, Langley, Perisic, Basilma, and although personally I feel they overpaid for Richardson, he, he will also provide some goals and a decent attack and threat for Tottenham. And then obviously, um, we've got uh, Young-Ming Son and Harry Kane up front for Tottenham two of the best attackers in the league, amongst the best um, in the league. Uh, Son obviously finishing joint top scorer with Salah last year. And Kane, well, he's been putting up brilliant numbers season after season. And we don't see why that won't continue next year. And Conte is obviously proven. Uh, he's Premier League title winner. And I think he'll 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 do enough to get Tottenham into the into the top four anyway. And I think they will ultimately end up finishing third. Um, in second, I have Man City. Um, Haaland is obviously an excellent addition. Um, I I think he will definitely be amongst a few other players in contention for the top scorer. Uh, award and I think he will definitely definitely provide the city with that striker that they've needed since Aguero left and I think I think they will definitely be in a title race with uh, Liverpool I do have him first um, and I think it will it will go down to the to the wire this season like it has gone uh for many of the last few seasons, and I think, I think, 
they will end up just missing out. Um, they've lost Sterling and Jesus to Chelsea and Arsenal, respectively. Um, they've lost uh, Zinchenko, Fernandinho as well. Uh, Fernandinho obviously being a big presence in the Man City dressing room, the former captain. And uh, there's obviously some rumours about uh, Ake and Silva, Bernardo Silva, uh, potentially even which, you know, they, they'd be like significant losses for uh, Man City. Uh, given all the players they have lost this summer. And of course, I haven't mentioned uh, Julian Alvarez, who uh, City have signed. I think he'll perform as well. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he does as well for City. And then the champions I put as Liverpool. Um, the atmosphere around the club uh, feels positive at the moment. Uh, Nunes, obviously, um, he was uh, ridiculed for his, his debut performance against Man United. Um, the Liverpool's first pre-season game this year. However, uh, last last game for Liverpool against RB Leipzig, he netted four goals uh, in an impressive performance. And I, I see him being in the hunt for the top scorer award this year. Um, Carvalho and Elliot looking really good as well. Um, two very talented youngsters that we'll only see continuing to grow, get more game time, clock's team. And obviously, uh, Luis Diaz is fully settled at the club. I can only see him getting even better, improve on their clock, score more goals, get more assists. You know, I just, I. I can't see where this goes wrong for Liverpool this season. And obviously, uh, Mo Salah as well. Um, that massive weight off his shoulders with the contract uh, saga being sorted out. I see him I see him potentially challenging for the golden boot uh, yet again. Um, I actually do have him as top scorer. Um, I believe it'll be yet another fantastic season for him. Um. Yeah, I just see things going really well for Liverpool this season. That's why I have them as champions. And then, as for the relegated three, um, in rock bottom, I have Bournemouth. They've not really made any exciting signings to me. Um, I don't, I don't see them really doing much. I like. I guess there is still time for them to sign uh, a few players. Their squad just it doesn't speak to me really, and I like. I think Scott Parker is an all right manager, but will he be able to um, keep Bournemouth up? I I don't think so, and I just think yeah, I just don't think Bournemouth will be good enough to stay up this season and I do have them in last going straight back down and then in 19th I have uh, Nottingham Forest they've made a good few interesting signings actually with uh, Taiwo Awoni and Neko Williams both former Liverpool players um, and another few players as well there uh, Nia Kate, uh, Omar Richards Harry Tafolo and uh, Jesse Lingard um, signing for them on a free deal. 
I think they have made, while they have made these signings, I just, I don't see them staying up. I, I, I just can't see it happen. Um, I'd love to see them stay up, but I just, I, I just can't see that a world where Nottingham Forest don't go down. And then in the last uh, relegation spot, I have Everton. They've, they've made one signing this summer. Um, Tarkovsky, who, while I, I suppose he is somewhat of an improvement of my play in that um, fairly poor Everton defence, I, I think, um, look, he's, he's, he's not good enough, really, for a club of Everton's size. Um, and I think, I think, like, they have... They have a very small and um, honestly a very weak squad. They they don't really have a whole lot of depth. And while they do have a few solid players, and Alan, who was a, a decent midfielder, um, Damari Gray, who is one of the players of Everton that I rate quite highly, and Calvert-Lewin in the attack, I don't think that'll be enough to see Everton stay up this season. And I think them losing uh, Richarlison, who was arguably their best player, will be a big loss from. And that's why I have them going down in 18th. And finally, for my surprise package of the season, uh, I've gone with Leeds. Um, they've signed a lot of interesting players. Um, they've done some really good business this summer. Uh, Brendan Harrison from RB Salzburg, uh, Sinestra from Feyenoord, uh, Tyler Adams, a really solid central defensive midfielder from Leipzig. Uh, he's shown what he can do in the Bundesliga and on the European stage. Um, Mark Roca from Bayern, who who um, has been rated decently by Bayern fans in the past. It'll be interesting to see how he does. And um, Obviously, there are, there are rumours of uh, De Ketelaer from Club Rouge, a uh, highly rated Belgian youngster, potentially signing for Leeds. And while the losses of Rafinha and Calvin Phillips will they'll be tough to, um, for Leeds to overcome, I still think the players can come together and have a solid season. Okay, perfect, Noah. Thanks. Now, it's my opportunity to actually explain who I believe will obviously play the certain roles in my, we would say, expected Premier League season, the Premier League season that I foresee happening, obviously, in the next number of months. So we're going to start with the top four. And in fourth place, we have Spurs. They obviously will be strengthened by the recent additions, but they will take time to adapt. Obviously, there's a lot of new faces coming in the door. You have Ivan Perisic, you have Basuma. Longley, Richarlison, Jed Spence, Fraser Forster, all new faces coming from different ideologies and philosophies of football, and they all will take time to adapt to Conte's style. And that can sometimes disrupt proceedings at the squad whenever you have to 
we would say bed in so many new players and make sure they're settled in, but also attending to the, we would say, experienced players in the squad. And I think it will be actually be a difficult start to the season for Spurs. People will be surprised by that. But I think whenever we approach that second half of the season and the World Cup will be an opportunity for sort of the dust to settle and for thing for everyone to take a breather and to come back stronger after the World Cup, regardless of their energy levels. So I think Spurs will come forth. Then in third, I think it will be Chelsea, even though the second half of Chelsea's season, in my opinion, was deplorable, incredibly disappointing, well under their expected standards. I think they will be back this season. I think they will be bolstered by the arrivals of Raheem Sterling and Kaladu Koulibaly, two top-class operators in their respective positions. And it'll also be exciting to see if they'll either go in for Jules Koundé or Nathan Ake, so some real depth being added there to the attacking with Raheem Sterling and the defence with Koulibaly alongside either Koundé or Aki. And you also can't forget that Conor Gallagher's return from loan from Crystal Palace and he'll add some depth to the midfield. So I think it will be a stronger Chelsea side who also will have experienced a number of, we would say, misgivings last year as a result of an injury crisis and then obviously the invasion which caused obviously the Roman Abramovich to obviously sell the club and that was obviously we would say an unneeded distraction and everything was just derailed out of a number of circumstances that were out of their control and I feel that will make the whole squad stronger and I feel it will also allow Thomas Tuchel an opportunity to develop a greater understanding of all of his players and how they respond to certain situations so I think huge improvements with at Chelsea this season and they may even press fur in the Champions League and in the cup competitions so if I were to be a Chelsea fan this season I would be optimistic then in second place, maybe a surprise to some people, but I have Man City, the current Premier League champions. And I feel there's a significant amount of pundits and experts who are not actually speaking actively about Man City's situation. And their situation isn't as prosperous as it has been in previous seasons. Their squad depth has been decreased as a result of a few major departures from the club. Obviously, Raheem Sterling, I feel, he's almost a modern-day icon at that club. Then you have Gabriel Jesus, another excellent servant to City. Then you have Alexander Sonchenko. He was a solid player. He was versatile around the park. Zach Steffen, their backup goalkeeper, and also Bernardo Silva. He'd be a significant loss and he could be off to Barcelona towards the, we would say, the latter stages of the transfer window. Nathan, Nathan Ake to actively looking for a move away. So there's a lot of players exiting the door at Man City and all of a sudden their squad is quite thin. Their attack is thin, their midfield is thinner, their defence is thinner, everything is thinner and they're not accustomed to that and that'll be a challenge for Pep Guardiola in we would say injury crises especially after the World Cup they'll have a lot of players going to the World Cup as well so Guardiola he will be up against it because this isn't a regular team in his career he's always had the strongest squads with literally endless amounts of players to distribute in certain positions and he's never really had to we would say be under the thumb in terms of resources but now he will be this year so I feel it will be a major test of his abilities and how he'll actually deal with that and he also needs to um, make sure that obviously 
the headline signing, Erling Haaland, make sure he's adapting to proceedings at Man City because it will take time. The Premier League, it's a major test and he is the main signing of this summer and all the media attention will be literally coming towards Erling Haaland and people will be expecting results from Erling Haaland and there will also be a number, a number of, we would say, unforgiving journalists and reporters who will be putting Haaland under pressure and obviously will not want him to succeed. So there's a lot of, we would say, we would say excessive and negative media coverage surrounding Man City and Erling Haaland. And then you also have players like Julian Alvarez will be playing in Europe for the first time. I feel the difficulty of that is understated. And then you have Calvin Phillips didn't have his finest season at least this season. And now has to make the step up from, we would say, the midfield in the Premier League to the top of the Premier League. So all those three, it will be difficult for them to really, we would say, make themselves at home in Man City. And it will take time. So I think this year... It will be a challenge for Man City to really, we would say, be at their most exuberant best. But I feel Pep Guardiola as a top manager, he has a top team around him in terms of coaches. And there's a number of experienced individuals at the team who will know how to, we would say, get things back on track whenever there may be a little, we would say, lull in results and momentum at some stage in the season. And then the champions of England for the 20th time in their history will be Liverpool Football Club. Their attack this season is going to be imperious. It's going to be an intimidating prospect for opposition defenders. You have Mo Salah. He has probably been, in my opinion, the most potent Premier League forward in the last five years. He is unstoppable on his day and he can rip basically any defence and world football to shreds then you have Darwin Nunes a pressing monster a goal scorer a player who can break down defences that attacker that Liverpool have needed for years just a player with a cutting edge that is rootless and can score a goal in those pressurised moments and even can score multiple goals in one game and continue that momentum so I think Darwin Nunes he'll be a massive signing not only is he an incredible goal scorer, potentially one of the best of the upcoming area of football, but he's, he's also a quality all-round player. So I think Darwin Nunes is incredible. And we can't forget about Luis Diaz. In, like His technical skill is incredible. He is a nightmare for defenders. He's quick. He's determined. He's physical. And he's intelligent. And he was probably the form player at Liverpool Football Club for the second half of last season. And I think that momentum will continue throughout this season. And then you have Diogo Jota, an incredibly solid goal scorer and forward on the bench. And Bobby Firmino, a rare player, but is exceptionally talented in his role of a false nine. So I don't see how Liverpool's momentum will be halted in terms of the attack. And then obviously you have Fabio Carvalho coming into his own as an attacking midfielder. He'll add depth and continuity to the midfield. Harvey Elliott and Curtis Jones will do similar. They've looked comfortable in pre-season. Obviously had their injury blows last year. But I feel they'll be absolutely determined to challenge for that first team and establish themselves as esteemed Premier League footballers. And then I feel one of the main factors, which I've already mentioned, is that they'll have significantly less first-team players travelling to the World Cup instead of their rivals. Obviously, they'll only have approximately eight players travelling to the World Cup, while Man City, Chelsea and Spurs will have at least ten. And I feel 
while City and Spurs, in my opinion, have a few factors surrounding them, which will obviously, I feel, result in them struggling at the start of the season, I feel that that will also affect them towards the end of the season as well, along with Chelsea, because Liverpool, they will have like a rest towards that, we would say, mid-stage of the season. They'll, they'll have a period to rejuvenate and recharge the batteries, as Man City, Chelsea and Spurs, all of their players will be playing in different systems at the World Cup and they may be confused and fragmented as they return. So I think I think Liverpool will start to pull away even more and extend their gap towards the back end of that season. And I think that the Premier League title will be decided within two or three games remaining in this season. Maybe rather excessively optimistic and some people may even consider me deluded for this prediction but I believe that it is the truth whenever you do obviously we would say analyse the predicament that obviously follows this season and now for the relegation teams Bournemouth's 20th place I feel that they're they are just short of the required quality to succeed in the PL I think they're their attack is substandard, their midfield lacks creativity and initiatives, and I feel that their defence, there's no really transformative figure or any, like we would say, physical or especially fit or pacey figure to really be that standout, we would say, player in their defence. So I feel it will be a difficult season for Bournemouth. I feel their only significant signing they've made all summer is Ryan Fredericks from West Ham, and he's not even a top-class Premier League player. So I feel it will be a painful season for Bournemouth and I feel they'll see their trajectory continuously, we would say, fall throughout the season. And I think they'll eventually, obviously, be be relegated to the second division. I feel there will also be quite a lot of discontinuity in the team throughout the season. I think Scott Parker will be sacked mid-season. I don't think he's capable of rallying the troops in those crucial moments in the season when they will be up against it and on the ropes I think he will be forced into submission and I think he will struggle and he will lose his job then 19th Fulham Fulham is a limited squad and they lack squad depth and quality and I don't think Marco Silva is the right man to really we would say extract the most he can out of that squad I don't think he has the tactical skills or the experience or the confidence in himself as a manager to achieve that so I think he will probably last until around January or February before I think he will leave the club and I feel he will be replaced and I think that will disrupt the course of Fulham season even further and I feel that will eventually finish them off and then in 18th I have Everton they are a fragmented squad and it's especially sort of small squad there's only a limited amount of players at the squ- in the squad at the moment and they obviously have been significantly affected by the departure of their talismanic striker Richarlison obviously Anthony Gordon's a promising prospect but he needs quality players around him to grow Dominic Calvert-Lewin is struggling with injuries and experienced players such as Seamus Coleman are aging and also struggling with injuries and I don't think Frank Lampard is the manager who has the level-headedness, the tactical knowledge or the experience as a manager to really guide Everton throughout through those difficult periods. I think he will crack under the pressure and I feel that it's a similar situation to Scott Parker or Marco Silva. 
he will just be forced into submission and he will prove inferior to Premier League standards as a manager at some point in the season. And I feel they will be disrupted by, obviously, a change of manager as well. So I think all these three teams in the end will actually be convincingly relegated. And I think by the final day of the season, all of these three teams will be re- their relegation to the championship will be, will be confirmed and the other 17 teams will be sitting pretty safe in the Premier League for another season. Then, surprise package of the season, Nottingham Forest. I feel that we, they will be inspired by a number of exciting and intriguing arrivals, obviously of Jesse Lingard, Dean Henderson, Taiwo Awoni, Nico Williams, Tuffalo, Niakate, and also there will be the euphoria surrounding their fan base and surrounding the whole atmosphere, the training ground and the coaching staff of returning to the Premier League. I feel Steve Cooper is a manager who, he reminds me similar to, let's say, Thomas Frank in a way, not similar in ideology or philosophy, but in terms of mindset, I feel that he is a very level-headed, self-confident manager who is, I feel, impressive tactically as well. And I feel he will know how to, we would say, distribute all of these new signings correctly and he'll also be able to make the most out of his current squad as well and I feel they'll all complement themselves well and I feel it'll be a successful season and I feel that the, the there will just be such a positive atmosphere surrounding the club for the whole season I think even throughout those difficult games and maybe through maybe a potential in, injury crisis in the winter I feel just the whole positive energy surrounding Forest at the moment, similar to Brentford last season, will, we would say, present them with the momentum to really progress through that period and maybe advance to the summer where they'll, I'd say, really start to reach that sort of ripe period of form and display themselves as a competent and comfortable Premier League side. And then the top scorer before we finish off, I feel it will be a draw this season between two men from the champions of England, Mohamed Salah and Darwin Nunes. I feel Mohamed Salah, he's an experienced, potent goal scorer, as I've already mentioned, and he'll be back to his formidable best following the relief of his contract extension. And then I think Darwin Nunes, he'll adapt to the Premier League with aplomb, I feel. Those four goals against Orby Leipzig in that pre-season friendly, they'll be so beneficial to him just to get off the mark so early and gain his confidence against actually a competent European standard defence. So I feel that will really lead to Nunes just being confident in himself, obviously building up a relationship with Mo Salah and the other attackers at the club. And I think it will only be one-way traffic for these two for their whole season. And I wouldn't be surprised if they surpass 30... 35 goals this season so I feel exciting times ahead for Liverpool fans and for their players and coaching staff in general so before we finish off um, does Noah have any additional comments? Um, no I think I've got all my points across there yeah nor do I so I think it's a fitting occasion to finish off thanks everyone for their support and we'll talk again soon <laughs>